Effective episode 27 with Miss Reagan Oglesby Phillips. Hey, lady. How you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm so glad you're here, Miss Entrepreneur, Chef, Mother, Wife. You wear a lot of hats, lady. I do. I do. I do. I try and wear them well. It's you hard. Do. It's hard, though. You really do. Now, I see that you are actually um, a Whitehaven High School graduate, so I'm assuming you're from Whitehaven, but are you from Whitehaven? I am from Whitehaven. Okay. I sure am. Um, of course, we were all from South Memphis at one okay. point in our lives, and then we tried to move on up okay. like the Jeffersons okay. and uh, <laughs> moved to Whitehaven. So, yes, I went to Whitehaven. I went to Lanier mm-hmm. uh, Junior High, so yes. You know, I know that your mother, uh, you had your first child when you were 17. Yes, I so did. So how was that? How was your life when that happened? You know what? It was difficult because now you see girls just walk around pregnant. Yes. You know, it's a thing. It's, you know, you're belly out. You're proud of it. Back then, uh, no ma'am. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nice time to hide you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you want to be hidden. You know, it was it was tough. It was difficult. It wasn't something that you could be proud of. It wasn't it. And at that time, girl, you remember the Mari Povich show mm-hmm. when they were uh, before the You Are Not the Father phase, but the Team Mom, yes. Sally Jesse Raphael, every yes. show, the Montel Williams, You Are a Team Mom. I was so sick of seeing that, mm-hmm. and it was it was daunting to to hear that every day because they were talking about me, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not going to be the statistic. That they say that I am. You know, I did marry my husband, my daughter's father. I went to University of Memphis. It was not easy. My mom was a huge help, but she was like, I babysit to go to work mm-hmm. and to school. None of that party. She would always say, that was your good time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come get your baby. Okay. And, you know, but we made it. We made it through. And I Mm -hmm. was telling her, you know, it's still to this day, you know, you were my point to prove to people that I wasn't going to be what they said that I was supposed to be. You won't be a statistic. So when they say, you know, you had, you know, Ray going to have a bunch of kids, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, my kid is a graduate uh, uh, from Columbia University. Okay. Where yours graduate from? Okay. Hello. Mm. Because I was at University of Memphis and my kids were sitting on my books and I was up all night long. Even my when I was at University of Memphis, they have campus school. Mm-hmm. My kid knew where my classes were. I had a 650 class. I was like, when that clock strikes this time, you start leaving and go to school. It was right there with her little rolling backpack. She was yes, and she was, she was going to her school. And I was like, okay, when you get out of school, I have a class. Meet me at this building. We had a whole walkthrough system mm-hmm. when I was a student there because I wanted her to see mm-hmm. what I was going through. And I wanted her to be proud of me. But at the same time, this is what you should not do. Mm-hmm. do all of these things go to college and enjoy your life and then start a family mm-hmm. don't do it the backwards way mm-hmm. but you know know that your mom is trying to be something that is awesome now while you were at university of memphis what was your major political science yes i love political science when i tell you it was, it was the best decision <laughs> it makes me a better citizen i i loved everything about mm-hmm. the program I learned so much about me. I learned so much about the world. And I, my intentions were was to go to law school. I'm a great debater. Mm-hmm. And I love to research and love to read. 
So I was like, I'm going to be the baddest Johnny Cochran slash, you know, all of these things. That's what I wanted to be. And I said I would eventually go into politics Mm -hmm. during the the election of George W. Bush. I was like when you and I watch politics to this day, 24 seven, my family can't stand it. It is on MSNBC, CNN every day, all day. Constantly, I get alerts on my phone about everything I know what's going on. That's and, me, girl. and I was just like, you know what? I'm so miserable. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's going what on. What did Trump I'm, do today? Exactly. What did he do today? So I was just like this with, with, with that election and the recount. All of that was so toxic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Maybe you should just go to law school and not do politics because, you know, you're going to get the fight mm-hmm. with with okay. someone, with someone. And I was like, I do want to be happy. Mm-hmm. So the HR was the happy in between because I still dealt with the law, mm-hmm. dealing with employees and to- those type of things. I was the liaison between the employee and the pl- employer. So it, I, it was also a way of still feeling good about my job, giving people something you know, to do to something to look forward to having a job, being able to pay their bills, being able to take care of their family. So I was like, well, I'm not an attorney, but oh, I, I ran my HR department like a law. You, you know, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was in grad school, I had uh, took an HR course and one of the books was uh, employment law. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought I wouldn't like it, but it was so interesting it's to me. So interesting, and you know how you're that employee, you you gossip about what's happening, why mm-hmm. they got fired. To be a part of the process and mm-hmm. know what happened, to have to interview people, to to know everything about them, even the things when you hear about you know having hardships, you know it was like you know my the joy to try and help you raise some money, or you you're about to be evicted, those type of things. So it was. It was my passion in terms of helping people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, and I knew that. Mm -hmm. I love my job. I love my boss so much. I even, (laughs) but while I was in school at the University of Memphis, I used to be, I used to cook cakes for my professors. Oh, that cooking was already Yes, and and, and Mr. Matlock, who is probably (laughs) still over there, he would always say, you know, you could be the next B. Smith. Honey, I want a full 1K plan. I need an (laughs) office that somebody else paid for. I do not want, because I knew how hard it was Mm -hmm. to cook. And I was like, no, because it wasn't sexy then to be a chef. Mm -hmm. It's sexy now to be a chef, You're but then, then it was like, no, I was like, no, but I always cooked. We had, if, if it was the end of something, I'm going to always do the potluck. Let me do all the food. Give me y'all money and I do all the food. Who taught you how to cook? You know what? My mom is an excellent cook, mm-hmm. but I can't stand soul food. What? I know they're going to put me out of the south, honey, <laughs> but I can cook it. But if you eat soul food and my mother cooked like Thanksgiving every day. Mm-hmm. You you have enough greens, you hate them. <laughs> it's how much you can eat. It's though, it's, you know? it's it's exhausting. And, I, and my mother cooked heavy every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a heavy Sunday breakfast, which I love breakfast. But I was just like, I I don't. And so I always I was always trying to elevate or trying to do something different with what she taught me. But then I also wanted to learn. And they didn't have a cooking school here. And I had finished school and was in my career. And I was just like, I, I wish there was a program here. Now, girl, I'm not kidding you. I was leaving this building mm-hmm. where you all are now. And there was a bus, a city bus that drove by me. And it was Southwest Community College, dude with a chef hat on. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sign. That was my sign. And I went and I was like, 
I'm going to go back to school because I wa- ultimately want to get into to this industry. Mm-hmm. But I don't want I want to learn the the business side of it. I want to learn some new tricks mm-hmm. and I want to learn the health side of it, the health department side of it, mm-hmm. rules and regulations. And I did. And they, they had a wonderful program. Mm-hmm. I learned so much. I was able to work on the chef, Stephen Leakes, who mm-hmm. was still over that department. Now he taught me he was trying to haze me. But I was mm-hmm. like, honey, you can't beat me. Oh. I can outwork all of y'all. Mm. And so, girl, and it just it was an incredible experience. Wow. Yep. And then they were like, I was like, OK, I'm going to try and get a job. Uh, but I made too much money as an HR director. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't make ten dollars an hour. Like yeah. <laughs> I can't wash dishes. But it's I'm gonna do it on my own. <laughs> yes, and girl, let me tell you, and, and this and I tell this story all the time. Felicia Suzanne, my favorite restaurant. I was like, I'm gonna write her a letter. Because people are when you submit resumes, they want experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been doing this, something else. How do you get experience if you don't ever hire me? Mm-hmm. So I sent her a letter, told her who I wanted to be and all of that wonderful stuff. And I was like, I'll work for you for free. Mm. Never heard back from her. And that's okay. Because people are like, you should tell her that story. Because, of course, she's a prominent business owner still in this city. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't need to, you know, don't embarrass her. Because it's going to be like, why you didn't hire her? She was willing to work for free. And I was like, that's okay. You all won't give me a job. I will create Lady Fingers Catering Company. Okay. On my own by myself. And that's exactly what I did. I made my own job. Was it hard? No, it wasn't hard. And the reason why it wasn't hard because I had a job. So you were balancing the both. I, both right. Right. Okay. And I was I was able to gradually go into the business. Mm-hmm. My mortgage wasn't resting on it. I you know, it mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't tied to it that way. Mm-hmm. And I could do it on the weekends for fun. Of course people were paying me. And then I was like, I need to, my oldest daughter went off to college and I had been cooking and people had been paying me for a while. And my oldest daughter had gone off to college and I was in, she had lost her scholarship because it had discontinued. And I was like, man, I need to get a second job. And my boyfriend, who was my husband at the time, he's like, get a second job. He was like, I've never seen a person more talented that's always trying to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. What if you took that same energy that you put into other people's Uh. company and put it into yourself? And I was like, get out of here Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I don't want to hear the truth right now. Right. A lot of people don't. Right. And so I I just started, you know, saying, well, I'm going to do two jobs a month, you know, and I just started putting, and I just started writing things down on how I wanted it to be Mm -hmm. structuring my business, slowly buying equipment and things like that. And then, you know, I started to do more and more and more. And my boss at the time, who was so awesome and still awesome in my life to this day, girl, I would be sitting in my office with a chef uniform on. I was like, <laughs> as, as, an as, an HR <laughs> as an HR manager, I, would, I became a vendor with Memphis City Schools at that time, was on the vendors list. I was like, I got a luncheon to do and I'll be back. <laughs> but okay. he was so, but he was an entrepreneur. He, had, he he owned Eastport Holdings and they had multiple businesses, Marty City Gear, um, uh, two magazines, one here and one in, in Nashville. I mean, he did so much. That was so a plus much. for you, it was a, in that role. It was a plus for me, and that's the reason why I stayed, because I was able to sit at the feet of a person that thrived in it every day mm. and failed in it every day and I was his right hand and I listened and I just learned and I soaked it up now of course he was he's a man's man so if all the information he wanted to give to were men but mm. I was like honey I'm just gonna be a fly on the wall and okay. taking notes because they're not 
Yes. They're too arrogant to even know that you are dropping knowledge. But I'm going to soak it all up. And when I tell you there is not a day that goes by that I don't think about him and I don't think about what would he do. Mm. Even in the bad times, because so, I've seen him in the bad times. You think he was your first <clears throat> mentor? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My mom is a is a business owner, but my mom is so old school mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like it, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But of course, he is my mentor. Um, That's what happened. That's how I ended up leaving him in because I watched him for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now, this man had multiple businesses. He had a second home in Pickwick. So it was like, we're going mm. to the lake for the weekend, or I'm sending my, he had a, his son, who I love, was going to, it was the Final Four. He went from game to game to game. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to, he was buying tickets. Now, you know how much Final Four tickets mm-hmm. cost? And he was going to all of them. You know, they were just big really money. big. Yes. And I was like, uh, I run your company, mm. which I, I was doing a lot of the work. I didn't look at it as a negative. I was just saying, you know, why can't you do it for yourself? Mm-hmm. You you pretty much do what he does. You do everything for him. And he would show me different things, mm-hmm. teach me different things. He just showed me so much. And um, I'll never forget, I was getting ready to transition from his company. Mm. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to throw myself. I had wrote my cookbook. I was finishing up getting ready to publish. And I was like, you know what, I am going to... Uh, preparing. I'm, I'm going to train somebody for a whole month to take my position. You know, we can transition. And he owned MedClean Solutions. And I was like, well, somebody wanted to buy it before. I'll contact them to see if they want to buy it while I, as I leave. He was like, do you want it? Sure. And I was like, uh, I'm offended because Ladyfinger's getting ready to be on and popping. <laughs> but I was wow. like, I was shocked because he had so much going on he had no more time to devote to a janitorial company Mm -hmm. and so I had uh, I said well let me I said I need to go home I need to talk to my family and I need to really pray about it because Mm -hmm. this wasn't on my plan Mm -hmm. and I'm a planner so I gone home and and God had reminded me of a prayer that I had asked him maybe a couple of years ago because I really struggled prior to making this decision I was my prayer was Lord allow me to take care of my family and still do what I love. Mm. So I was like, dummy, that was the prayer. Get you a stable business and then you can be you can continue to cook because mm-hmm. the, the company had had everything. Mm-hmm. Employees, trucks, vehicles, equipment. So you can run it from the and like I could do it in my work. sleep. I could do it in my sleep. And I was like, wow, I never even thought about it. And I came back and that weekend I was like, I'm going to do it. And wow. we went right into getting everything transferred over and it wasn't in a good shape. The company wasn't in good shape. It was in good shape prior to him getting other things. He had gotten so busy mm-hmm. and they had started losing contracts. They still had contracts to sustain it. And, um, you know, we had worked on the LLC and this man literally walked me through the entire process. And he mm-hmm. was like, this, how much I'm gonna sell it to you for. I'm gonna put you on a payment plan. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Look how God ordered your Look how God money. ordered my steps. And when I tell Whoa. you, and when I tell you, when I left that company, it was almost like someone called the people and said, hey, Reagan don't have a job no more. Call her for everything. Mm. People weren't, weren't weren't paying me properly when I got the, the cleaning company because I wasn't saying, hey, your bill is due on this time. Mm-hmm. I was making so much money on the Ladyfinger side that Ladyfingers was able to pay, pay make payroll for MedClean. Wow. 
it it was just like instant, just a light bulb turned on. But people weren't paying me, and I was afraid as a woman, you know, to we say something. to say, you know, I was like, they gonna think I don't have no money, but you don't have no money. They owe you, mm-hmm. and I was like. I got to stop being afraid to say, hey, your bill is due Mm -hmm. and you need to pay. And, you know, it took me some time. And when I got my first huge contract, he was the first person I went to. I was like, this contract is, is, you know, is up and I want to really get it. And he went through all the numbers. We were in his office just working Mm -hmm. through and working through it. He helped me get that bid and I got that contract. And it was the biggest contract. And I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. little old me. Mm You know, running two business. And, and I always said, you know, I wanted multiple streams of income mm-hmm. because you ain't going to never get it with a job or just one thing. You're going to have to have, it's going to have to be coming in from everywhere. And I'm sorry, I'm just taking all of I'm, I'm just, just fascinated. Like, wow, you know, your story is just amazing. It, you know but how what? you are so determined, too. Yes, very determined because, you know, I am, if you tell me I can't do it, oh, you can, it's done. All you have to is a little threat. Mm-hmm. Reagan can't do something. Oh, I'm going to do it just mm-hmm. to spite you. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't like that. I don't think you should ever put project your feelings off onto someone else. Mm-hmm. If you feel if you have keep your opinions to yourself, especially if they're negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, you ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> you know, how do you know? <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, I'm going to build it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my. So you got lady, lady fingers thriving. You got um, your other company, Med Clean Solutions thriving with this big new customer so at this point in your life what happens what happens oh my god everything and nothing everything Mm. and nothing I mean you know I'm I've you know I've gone into to television how was that transition the transition was, you know, I told you earlier, but off air that I was a stalker, a lazy you stalker, a stalker, but a stalker. A stalker. Uh, I'll never forget, uh, God rest her soul, Tina, the owner of and founder of Grace Magazine and Sisterhood Showcase. My girlfriend had a booth. She had, she was selling them body shapers, girl. Mm. <laughs> you remember? Ooh, she was on the front end of <laughs> She it. was, girl. She, so they had a booth she was selling. She was like, Reagan, can you cook something healthy in the booth to try to attract women over to the body shapers? Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course. So I'm like, oh, my God, I see the celebrity stage, cooking stage. And I was like, I want to be on that so bad. Girl, do you know my dumb, my dumb self went up to, I was looking for Tina, found her. She don't know me. Mm-hmm. I went up to her. I said, I am Chef Reagan. <laughs> don't nobody know nothing about me. But I was like, if just so happened one of your celebrity chefs don't show up, call me. Boom. Girl, she looked at me like, if you don't get your... <laughs> <laughs> what happened I'm dealing next, with 30,000 mm. people mm-hmm. this week and I ain't got time to deal with you. Mm. And so she just and she looked at me like, uh, okay, and walked off. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's all right. So I went on, did my little stuff and hung out with her. And I was like, one day I'm going to be, because they were calling these names out. And I was like, wow, they're going to be here. They're going to, I want to be, I said, that's going to be me. That was your industry. That was going to be me. So two years had passed and I had gotten a booth. The, the year after that and then a, the next year. And I was like, I want to be on that stage. And I hadn't said anything else to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to come up there and fill out your application and all that for your boot. And they called me and they said, we need somebody to go on Channel 3 WRG Live at 9 with Mary Beth and Alex to represent the Sisterhood Showcase. And I was like, you calling me? Yeah. I was like, are you kidding? Live. Mm-hmm. Now, I had done television, but, girl, I was on Channel 19 
is it 17 or 19? On the uh, local cable. Yes, I was mm-hmm. on that, produced my own show for two years. So you were ready, right? I thought I was, which which that was preparation. Because when I tell you, my little senior citizen fans that used to watch that, used to email me. They loved it. They loved it. I was like, old people going to keep you in business. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, so I was like, wow, but I had never done live TV. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I'm going to get a great recipe, represent Sisterhood Showcase, and and be done with it. But I was excited. I was going to be prepared. I was going to look my best. And I went on the show, and Mary Beth Conley and I <laughs> locked eyes. And it, it, was, it, was, the re- it was old. And I have been on that show ever since. And God rest her. So how long has Tina been gone from us? Mm. This was two years Over prior to five. Over. Well, it was two. It, she was she was still here. So two years after that, she passed. Mm. And I have been on Channel Three since then, and have gone on to be on television in Chicago, New York. I'm a regular in Chicago, mm. in New York. And it was because of the relationship that I built with Mary Beth Conley that has encouraged me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really asking God to put the right people around me. Mm-hmm. And these, and it hadn't been like. Okay, just a person to give you a number tonight, but the people that have become friends of mine, mm-hmm. people that have have believed in me and said, you can do it. I don't know why you couldn't be on there. Mm-hmm. Now, do you like the television side of it? I adore it. it. Okay. I love every part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can be, you can, I know that I have been silly. Because I would be rolling in, rolling my stuff in, going into Channel 3. And I'd be like, Lord, I cannot wait to be on television. Because I didn't realize that's television mm-hmm. because it was here. Mm-hmm. It was in Memphis. But I'm like, it's television. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what, it's television. And I started to stop thinking that way and thinking that you, you, this is a dream that you said you wanted. You said you want to be on television. Now it's time for you to dream bigger. And I met a young lady that, and, and it was funny because Mary Beth Conley has a radio show. And I started on that as soon as she started her radio show. And I've been on there for some years. And a lady was like, Reagan. And I was like, well, who is this lady? And she was like, I listen to your voice and I love your voice. And I was like, I hate it. She was like, (laughs) she was like, I recognize it. And she was like, you should be on television. And I was just like, and Mary Beth's like, I keep telling you that. And they linked me up with some people in New York management in New Mm -hmm. York. And that's how I've been on television. Is it a rigorous schedule? Yes. It Especially is. A little man. It is. And it is. And at that time, I was like, put the baby making part because I had gotten engaged mm-hmm. at that time. I had gotten married. The businesses were going. And it was a lot. And there were a lot of tears, a lot of, you know, I can't do it uh, to myself because I'm my biggest critic. I, you know, I people are saying, my haters, my haters. I'm like, I'll. I couldn't even listen to Hater because I have been so busy, so busy, or even harder on myself about mm-hmm. about things. But I knew I was like, you know what? Well, these are the things that you pray for. You ask mm-hmm. God for; He's given them to you. So it is up to you to figure out a way to get it done mm-hmm. because you ask for it. So if you ask for, it, so what happens if you ever get that show? What happens? What will you do then? So I just look at every single thing as preparation because it has been truly. And I tell people, I was like, you do not even know the half of it. When you, I'm a, I'm a, 
not a religious person, but I'm a true believer in the things that you ask God for. He provides Mm -hmm. every single time. And, and, I'm a living witness of a person that has been prayerful, that has manifested things that have happened in my life. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie to you. I have come off television in New York City. It's like, man, I can't wait for the Food Network to call me and be in a text and get a message from Food Network. Wow. I am not kidding you. I'm like, Lord, you're showing out in that boy. <laughs> now you're trying oh, to show my. me that it's real. And I am not kidding you. It's like, we need you to change your plans and we need you to stay here and interview with us. So do you think when you receive the management piece, that kind of catapulted things or they were already in the work? You know what? I think both of them go hand in hand. I do believe that having connections are important. That's a fact. But also being ready. Mm-hmm. You know, my dear friend Mary Beth Conley always says you don't need that. You don't need this. You can speak for yourself. You you are your biggest advocate and you can. Yeah, but that confidence of calling somebody. And and you know what? One time I called one time to New York and I was like, y'all have a great idea for a, a recipe, you know, that I think that your audience would love. And they was like, come on down. I was like, wow, that works. So, you know. It just takes a try. It, it, it really takes a try. And once you get phone numbers, keep them. And, you know, because you just never know. I've called people I, where this heard now, but I've done work with Centric. They came here to Memphis and I had five commercials on Centric BET for the whole summer, a couple of summers ago. And mm. I've called. I've stayed in communication with those people. But it, it's, it's tough when you're trying to have a family, raise a family, have a husband. And and I tell a good friend of mine who is a businesswoman and she has a wonderful business. You cannot have a successful business and a successful life and chase behind a dude. No, you cannot. How can you you focus? You can't focus if you're worried about what he had. Mm -hmm. Or, where you know, you have to have a partner that believes in the plan that you all have set and supports you and encourages you, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not going to work. So you, know? you see a lot of that with female entrepreneurs? Absolutely. And, you mm-hmm. know, I've seen it a lot in my family where you want to go back to school. My first marriage, when I got into University of Memphis, my husband was like, how are you going to take care of us? Mm-hmm. You know, because I was a very young woman when my first marriage. How am I going to take care of you? How, what, what am I going to need to do to, with y'all? She at school and you're at work. You know, so you just don't want me to do anything, mm. you know, so I see it a lot of people trying to have relationships. And I think that you can have it all, not at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can have it all. You but you have to have a partner that understands that mm-hmm. you have. And that's one thing about my husband, that he's always been that way. When I first got me clean, I cried every day. Don't let Monday come. I would be in the bed. (laughs) I would be like, I'm like having panic attacks Mm. because the thing of it is I knew how to run it, but I was always resting on me and my hustle. See me and my hustle can pay for my mortgage, but now my more, my hustle got to get your mortgage paid Mm. and your mortgage because I had 35 employees. That's That's pressure. That's a bigger responsibility. So if I don't do it, I'm responsible for 35 families. You know, and then I got this other stuff and people are calling me. I don't even know what you're calling for. You calling about cleaning, you calling about cooking, Mm. you know, and being in the management part of it and people fight, you know, you know, uh, taking the contract and saying, you know, we're not going to continue it when you were cool with me as long as I was an employee. Right. 
but you weren't cool with it when I became an owner. That's how it goes. And now you want to cancel the contract. It couldn't have been anything else because mm. you've called me for anything that you've needed. And you've always said, oh, my God, Reagan takes care of everything and make it all right. Mm. You don't think that I would do the same thing as an owner. But, you know, I on Mondays, I would be sick. And my husband would say he was my boyfriend at the time. OK, you got five minutes to do all this whining and crying about, mm. you know, what you got to do today or what bill is due and what's not doing. Get, get over it and get on with your day. Get, get her done. Get, yes. You know, stop pouting. A, you've been blessed. Not many people have, can say they've been through what you've gone through, and you can do it. Oh and he God. did it all the time, and he has been that way from the beginning. If I said I want to make light bulbs to take to Mars, he'd be like, okay, now where we get the materials from? Support. That he, is, he has been supportive, and my brother has is probably one of the smartest men that I know. And you know, I'm like, you shouldn't work a job. He's always tried to have businesses and they just didn't necessarily work out. But I think he didn't have the right support in terms of his relationship. Mm. So when you have That's somebody important. you making money, they taking it, going shopping, you know, those type of things. Are when when your business, you have those elbs and lobes, lobes, um, what happens? Mm-hmm. Are you going to stand in the gap to take care of the bills when people are not when you know, business is slow. All of those things matter. Mm-hmm. And my husband has shown and proved on the times when I couldn't make payroll. He pulling at the American Express running the cart. This is the money to pay your payroll because somebody didn't pay me on time or somebody, you know, because the whole thing is they pay you once they get paid. Right. So you're waiting on, you know, you robbing Peter to pay Paul, you know, but he stood there and I was like, you know, that's when I knew he was the one. I was like, because there was never another person that could stand in my mother's shoes of having my back but him. You know, and it makes all the difference of having the support, the encouragement. I think as Mm African-Americans, we don't have the support because people don't know how to support us. Mm -hmm. The families are afraid. So their fear comes out of who going to pay these bills. They're afraid. Mm-hmm. It's not they, it's not that they don't believe in you. They scared. So they're projecting their fears off onto you, making you scared. And it was like, I don't have any support. Let me go and get a job. It's a lot of that. You don't on. even know. You right at the cusp mm-hmm. of hitting it. You right there. You right there. Just stay in there. Don't quit. Mm-hmm. If you truly believe in whatever it is that you're doing, hang in there. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Now, Reagan, let me ask you this. With our economy that we have going on right now you know a lot has changed with 45 in office do you think now is the time for people who have these you know goals and dreams of starting their business do you think now is the ultimate time to just move forward yes good economy bad economy move keep Keep it moving because you know what when i was uh, talking about leaving going into the culinary business I always looked at catering as a luxury. You don't necessarily need me because your grandmama, your big mama, your auntie all can cook. But now it's just a part of it. I've catered cute little one-year-old birthday parties, and I'm not kidding you. I looked at it in that way. It's all about how you look at it and who you're catering to, who who is your customer. So if you look at it that way, then that's going to happen. If you feel like, well, you know, the economy not good right now, well, what are you selling? You know, there are some things that you're going to have 
let's say if you were trying to go into to housing, if you wanted to go in real estate, I think you can look at the economy for those type of things mm-hmm. and say, well, you know, the housing market is not good when everything crashed. I know magazines failed sometime when they were talking about the builders and home builders and designers. They had a difficult time, but that's a business. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have ups and downs, uh, right? You're not gonna have all ups in businesses. If you have an idea and you ha- and you believe in that, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't say quit your job, mm-hmm. but I would say you're gonna have to work two jobs. You have, when I say two jobs, meaning that daytime job and your night hustle, whatever you that you is, do. you got to do what you have to do. Put in that time on the weekends until you are able to say, okay, I can walk out now. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should wait on anything. I don't think you should wait on no big loan because they ain't coming. Mm-hmm. They're not. I ain't had no big loan. People always say, you think I ought to take a loan? I didn't take a loan out on anything. And I didn't mention this, but I got a third business that's coming up, and I ain't take a big loan out on that one. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, no, when people call me, put that money back. So you didn't take out a loan for your first business. I he said he didn't get me a paper plan. plan. Oh, that's, see, that's, okay, okay, okay. Well, look that's how God. It out, that's but God. you never know how it's going to work out. You, ne- you got to open your mouth. You have. You do have to open your mouth. Cause, but, you know, even when I deal with it, and I believe in paying folks. I believe in paying you what you're worth because I want you to pay me what I'm worth. Because it's hard out here. If you can give me a payment plan, oh, I'm going to pay it. I'm going to pay it on time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you everything, every dime. You don't have to give me no deal. You don't have to give me no cut. If you can be like, can I pay this off in three months? Or can I give this to you? I even make you a partner. I give you 10% of my, oh, you know, my. if you start talking and negotiating. See, that's what I learned from my old boss. Because that was a negotiating, bartering joker. And he, that's a good skill to have. He he was negotiating with everybody because he had multiple businesses. He owned a magazine. He was like, I put you in the magazine. I do this and I do that. You know, so but no, I don't I don't I think that you can save money. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not as it doesn't cost as much as you think. If you start taking some of them income tax checks that you get and you're gonna ball out of control for one put month, it put it up. Have some discipline. Have, you know what? Put it up. Cause it, what you hear people talking about? I got thirty five hundred. I got five thousand. I got eight thousand. Like what? And you went down there and bought you a car that's dead on the road next year? No. Don't Put that. that money to the side. If you have an idea, now if you don't have an idea, mm-hmm. go on ball out of control with your money. Call me and I throw you a party. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so say Damn you man. can you can save up money if you look at how much money you spend on going out. Mm-hmm. Your hair, your nails, your eyelashes. Your shoes, if you look at how much money you spend, you could put that money away if you have an idea. I don't think, I don't believe in going to big, you know, banks for large loans. I don't. Because mm-hmm. I don't think, it, you hear you hear stories, and I believe when people say, I started my business with $300. Mm. Or you hear, like Taraj P., I went to uh, uh, L.A. with $700 in my pocket. I believe that. I do too. And it's a fact. So why do you think you need $10,000? Mm. To do what? If somebody gave me $10,000 prior to me getting my biz on, I think I probably would have went out of town. I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. I would have, because it's $10,000, i am going to put 3000 on the business and I'm going out of town. <laughs> With the rest of the seven. The, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you just have to be in the wow. right mindset. But I believe if you save your own money, you're going to treat it right. Mm-hmm. You're going to invest it right and you're not going to waste it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. But if you have some investors, I don't have any business partners um and I tried I tried but at the time I think people weren't sure Mm -hmm. 
I don't know about that. They gave me great advice. Well, no, you know, or they, you know, I didn't really push it either. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't keep calling. I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to be like Mike Jones on me, on you. (laughs) Back then you ain't want me. Now I'm hot you all on me. Okay. That's okay. But you know what? My husband made a great point. He was like, you you don't have anything to show for it at that point. Mm -hmm. He was like, people got to see it. Well, you know what? I'm, I, and we ain't got time for you to jump in in and out because I don't need you now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's unfortunate. Maybe we can do something later on down the road. But I've already started. I've mm-hmm. gone through the hard times. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, worked on it and worked on it. And even when I first got the cleaning company, I was even cleaning a branch. I have all the independent banks. I was like cleaning a branch mm-hmm. myself. You know, I'm like. You've been on the grind. Yes. And it's it, something about that grind. To where later on, when everything is good, that's when everybody coming at you. Everybody yeah. coming at you. And it's like. You can mm, pick and choose who you want to fool you, you, with. Right. You can pick and choose who you want to fool with. And I was like, we can fool with each other, but not what, what I already got. You already know what's up. Yeah. I already, I called. You don't remember I called you? Okay. Let's go back to the text. <laughs> I texted you that time. You answered my. You texted crazy. me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I texted you. No and it's writing. okay. In the midst of all of these things you had going on, how did you start writing the single girl's guide to great cooking? Like, how in the midst of all of that, how did that come about? You when know did what? You have time. You know what? I d- let me tell you. This is funny. My girlfriend and I, my best friend, I have seven great friends. We're all close, all close together, and we were out to eat in the one friend, and she opened up her her wallet, and when I kn- I know about twenty receipts came out of her wallet. Mm. She had gone to Starbucks for breakfast. She eat somewhere at lunchtime. She was eating out at dinner, and this was every day. Mm-hmm. every single day and I was just like man how much money do you spend on eating out every day I can see you eating out you know sometimes but every day every day, day? Oh, every day all day I was like your intestines ought to be messed up because mm-hmm. you just eating <laughs> you don't have no rhyme or reason of what you eating you know and what did your what does your budget look like and she didn't have one and I was like you know what you could cook she was like but I'm single you can cook for one person. You can cook for two people. Have, have you ever heard of leftovers and taking them to lunch the next day? And I was like, I'm all for going out to dinner. I love going out to dinner. I was like, but you can make most of everything that these people are making in restaurants. And so she was like, mm-hmm, yeah, right. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, well, I was like, so I just started writing recipes and figuring out. And, you know, I love like shrimp portofino. And I was like, but I don't like pine nuts. Make it without it. You know, so I was writing these things down and I was actually still working mm. while I was writing my cookbook and it was really to help a friend it was really to help my girlfriends and in my show the the show that I had on cable access was really to help them because my brother was like why don't you do uh, a video because my brother my middle brother was a director he had camera all the camera equipment and editing software and all that good stuff so he was like you should make dvds of how to prepare a thanksgiving dinner and use them as stocking stuffers yes I know that's probably lame, but yes, those are the things that I do. That <laughs> I was make not homemade. Lame, though. That was not lame. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is so lame. But but you know, I I'm a homemade. I'm a gift maker. Uh, so <laughs> so he was like, you should do that. So th- it started out that way, of mm-hmm. being on camera and then doing the the cookbook for my single girlfriends. And I was like, and when I tell you them helpers ain't made not one. 
Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Not seriously. I when I was doing cable access, my friend was like, "Oh my god, that key lime pie that you made was so it looked so good." Girl, I got up and went to the store and bought a pie. I was like. That, that is, is not, not what, what it's about. <laughs> that is not what it was about. But you know what? I they they when I had the book release party, they came out and they supported, and I was just like, "But won't cook, won't boil or eat." Some people just not gonna do it. They're not. But you know what? They they have started to. They I've I've even started working on pantries, uh, setting they refrigerate up in the back of the single girls got mm-hmm. cookbook. There's a list of things that you should have in your kitchen at mm-hmm. all times utensils that you can have because I'm like you can always have great intentions and don't have the rice spoon or spatula (laughs) the rice skillet stop trying to go to Fred Dollar Store and get you a pot set that ain't gonna work what kind of pot set they need right they need girl (laughs) let me tell you now now you know what I yes you did you do need to invest in a great pot set now I'm an Emerald Lagasse fan I love Wolfgang Pug Mm -hmm. he has great pots great cookware you know what? They can be, but I'm telling you, if you go to Sam's Wholesale, they're inexpensive. And start asking people to buy you there for Christmas or your birthday. That is a good um, Christmas gift. And if you go to TJ Maxx, oh, now you only going to get yeah. one. But you yeah, got to have it out <laughs> the box. Out of the box. And that you can you can start building your kitchen that way. If you have good equipment and some ingredients, I promise that you, it would make a difference in your kitchen because I know how difficult it can be to leave work. You've worked eight to ten hours a day, and then you got to go home. Well, you ain't went to the grocery store. You can, you know, but if you keep your pantry stocked with small things, mm-hmm. you know, some pasta, some sauce, some tomato, you know, vegetables, you can come to home. Basics. Your basics, yeah. and you can come home, you can have a meal. Mm-hmm. You don't have the proper utensils versus, well, I'm going to go ahead and spend $15 or $20 on something in a drive through in a greasy bag when you could have cooked that. You know, if you get a, mm-hmm. a carton of eggs, you can eat off eggs. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's about how you're spending your money. You can go to the grocery store and spend that money and get more. You right. know, get some fresh vegetables, some meat, some chicken breast. You single. Mm-hmm. Well, you can. That's what Ziploc bags. So I put that one mm-hmm. chicken breast in each Ziploc bag, freeze it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long for it to thaw out. You know, a long time ago when your mama said take something out, it mm-hmm. seemed like it took forever. Not really. No. It you really. Let it soak in some water. Exactly. Bit, and, it's red, and it's ready. They are, they are making things so convenient. But then I love the fact that my husband and my kids. Mm-hmm. They cook too. They cook too, but they how much they appreciate it, yeah. And that they look that for. We were talking about it in the office today. That uh, my assistant was like, "So you still fixing people's plates?" Yes, ma'am. My children have never made their own plates. My husband is never. I've been with him, child, fifteen years, and he's never made his own plate. Mm-hmm. That is something that I want to do for them. You know, you create memories at home. Mm-hmm. My kids are like, "You remember that time you made this?" Or they're expecting certain things. When my kid would come home from New York. She had, you know, orders what she wanted from my mama, what she wanted from me. And, you know, it's like, I want y'all to make these things. I haven't had this in New York in forever, and I'm so hungry. So that's what I wanted. You know, you create memories around a table, and mm-hmm. people are getting away from family, family mm-hmm. dinners, because we are all so busy and we're trying to, you know, take over the world. And you're, and that's, that's fantastic. I believe in that. But then, you know what? At the end of the day, that you got to get back to that family yeah. because that word kicks your butt all day long. Okay. So I need to be able to come home, have a great meal, and look into my children and my husband's face. And, and, and those are the people that tell me that I did a good job. 
And you know what? I, I feel what you're saying. I've been cooking since I would say about 10 years old. My mom, um, she was a hairdresser, so she would be at work. She taught me how to cook. I'm cooking for me, her, and my brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where it started. Right. But those are like some skills that get you a good husband. Get you a good <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, honey, I got a, a recipe called a husband steak. <laughs> my cousin swear by it. She got married off. She was she met him online. Mm-hmm. And she I think she said she dated him for like three months. She made him the husband steak. steak. That's the in the book, steak, the husband. Baby. I gotta take that recipe Hello. out. And she said he what they they ended up getting engaged in six months. Mm. And she was like, I think the steak did it. And on. I was like, put you some cookout shorts on. Yeah, look, look, girl, my husband said it was a smothered pop top that got it. It works. That's it, for real. It works. I promise you, it works. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, of course, it's not all about you know. I gotta have a man. I want a man, but you do. Stop lying. Stop mm-hmm. saying you don't need nobody. Right. Stop saying you know because my brother's like you gonna be laying in the bed without. Checks that you want to get, you know, them checks ain't gonna keep mm-hmm. you warm. You want a life with somebody. You this life is so wonderful and grand. You mm-hmm. want to share it with somebody. That's true. You want to share it, and you want and, and I'm like, you want to be able to take care of your family because we say, oh, I don't cook. I'm like, what you eat? What do you eat all day? What mm-hmm. do you feed your kids? Mm-hmm. How do you have children and you not feeding them anything? Girl, I have a friend that does not cook, know how to cook, will not cook. And will dollar menu all these fast food restaurants no. for lunch and dinner. And I'm, and like, I'm like, are you crazy? And you wonder why they stomach hurt. Okay, <laughs> you wonder why. You're right. You, you having w- these medical issues. Yes, you know why? Because you eating Girl. that. And I'm like, you know what? And and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not knocking driving up to a fast food restaurant. I'm not knocking any of those things. I would even say, hey, cook. try to cook at least two to three times a week. Show out on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Have a schedule because I had it can be a chore when your family all that they I would walk in the door and I'm not gonna lie, they'd be like, What you gonna cook? And I got so <laughs> tired of hearing that because I'd be like, Hello, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Did I have a good day? You gonna ask? Honey, I start typing <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I start typing up the menu mm-hmm. and putting it on the refrigerator on Sundays. I would grocery shop for that list and when they come in did you look at your menu? Mm. I ain't cooking today. It's a go for what you know night. That's what my mom used to call it. Go for go what you for know. What you know. Go for what you know night. Mm-hmm. But you were under. You understood on those days. Or hey, don't eat up the leftovers because my husband and my daughters they like we are gonna go back for seconds. See you messing up my schedule. That could be leftovers for you tomorrow. You don't have to be hungry. Right. You know, just eat what you're eating tonight and get you a bag of chips if you you know for snacks when you come home. Cause my my uh, middle baby. Honey, she'll come home and eat some salmon. After school, that's not an after-school snack. That's a snack for her, baby, the <laughs> salmon. I'm like, how you get salmon and rice? I'm like, that's dinner. Mm. You know, but, you know, I, I understand it is a, ch- a chore for some people. But if mm-hmm. with preparation and wanting to love on your family and have a conversation, you know, we talk about on the radio on Wednesdays, you know, making Amer- making dinner great again. Mm-hmm. Having a conversation versus your phone, your phone in your face. How was your day today? What happened? What she say? Mm-hmm. You know, what she say when you told her that getting back to having those conversations with your family as, as you did when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. is Don't you want to talk to them? I miss my family when I'm not with them. I right. want to know what happened to them. I want to know. And my husband, that's something that we share. He's he's not. Now, he'll tell you he can beat me cooking. Baby, no. You can't cook. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> At least he tries. He tries. And you know what? And that is a connection that we have because either he's working on the meats and I'm working on the sides. But we're in the kitchen together. We're on the that's grill. Good. 
or if I'm doing it means he's doing the size. But it's time for us to talk mm-hmm. or it's for us to connect. And it's very sexy. Great show idea. You, yeah, you, absolutely. Uh. It is so, so sexy to genuinely connect with somebody, have a glass of wine, listen mm-hmm. to some music, turn that television off. And, and just reconnect to your family and have that time, you know, and teach your kids how to cook because they need to Definitely. know how to cook for themselves and how to take care of themselves. Because mm-hmm. you ain't going to always be able to send nobody no money off cash app. Right. You're going to have to cook. You're going to have to make something. Yes. Cook. You know, you and I tell women, I say, you know, what? I need you to have three strong meals. Three strong meals. That's all that you need. A go-to, you, baby. You, your go-to. So when somebody asks you to come to their potluck, they ain't saying, well, just bring the cups. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know your stuff ain't hitting Yes, your no stuff ain't hitting none. You just bring drinks. <laughs> you know what? Just come. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to bring nothing. You want to be able to contribute. Because how does that feel when people are like, oh, my God, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, can you make this for me? It makes me feel really good that Mm-hmm. I express how I feel about a person with me serving them something. Mm-hmm. It makes me so it might be self-serving, but I get a lot of satisfaction of feeding people and loving on them and letting them know mm-hmm. through that way what I think and what I feel about them. And yeah, yeah, I make that for you. It's, it's, it makes me feel happy now that they're you, happy. What do you think about the surge of clean eating? And do you do, I'm sure you know, you, you know you, you have your recipes for clean eating, but I mean, do you think this is a fad or do you think this is every day? It's every day. It's not a fad. This is for real. It's for real. You know what? I think with social media and so much access to a lot of documentaries, there are more documentaries than there have ever been because of the wonderful Hulu and the wonderful Netflix. Netflix, baby. Netflix will tell you about everything. I, mm-hmm. I'm still learning Cause I watched a show called Rotten. Oh my God, you gotta I've, watch it. It's I've so seen co- it. I've I'm seen like, it. how is honey corrupt? Yes. How is garlic corrupt? I mean, it's, and you've been using these things yes, forever. It, right. You, we're becoming so aware of everything, and I I think the veganism is gonna shoot through the roof because you see how people all the things that are being injected into these animals. Mm -hmm. People are becoming more and more conscious of their health. I do not think that it's a fad at all. Mm -hmm. I think you can have your binges and I don't think it'll put anybody out of business, but I think it's just going to be a surge in another type of business. Mm -hmm. But people are are conscious of it. People want to live. People want to see their families and they want, they, I mean, you know, you hear every day there's a new study. You can't really trust in some ways. It's like drink one cup of coffee, you won't get cancer. You drink two, you get it. <laughs> you, gonna, you ain't going to get cancer, but you're going to get something. Right. You know, it's just like, you know, I don't know. You know, how about I'm not going to take none of your stuff. Mm-hmm. But, if you know, so it's childhood obesity. Mm. You know, I think it is becoming real in it's not a fad. I don't think it is at all. Now, you know how some of our... Um I'm not even ancestors, uh, grandparents, great-grandmothers, they had gardens. I know in my family, they, they would grow their yes. vegetables. Even with my husband being from Mississippi, all the land that they have, they he, he showed me how many acres were gardens. Yes. We don't do it anymore. We do not do it anymore. And um, my parent, my grandparents had gardens and my grandparents had hunting dogs. So they hunt dogs, hunt dogs, hunting dogs. Oh, hunting dogs. Okay. Are you girl? I got you. Hunting dogs. What's that girl? Hunting. Enunciates Reagan. I got you, Reagan. I got you. Hunting dogs. Yes, hunting dogs. So they grew everything. Yes. So so when they caught and they had chickens and all those type of things. So they didn't have all the hormones, the pests. They didn't have all of those things. And my grandparents lived well into their 90s. Mm -hmm. Mine too. You know, it is 
we don't want hard work. I grew a garden and I was being, you know, and I'm the type of person that overdo stuff. You know, just team too much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have this much. <laughs> that Memphis right, heat. You are a serial entrepreneur, so I, I feel you. Team I was too like, much. team too much. I did a garden, almost passed that. I was like, that heat. You was like, I'm going to get this garden I'm getting going. this garden, but you know what? I had other animals coming in my yard, mm-hmm. eating up my stuff. It is a lot to maintain. Yeah, because you don't, right. rabbits. I was like, who knew that we had rabbits? My mother-in-law has a garden, and she keeps telling me I need to start it. But I'm like, and, and But you know what? Process. It was, but you know what? It was a, I still grow uh, herbs now, mm-hmm. but you will never, have you ever had a tomato off a vine? I have. Oh, deli- it's not the same. It. It's not, it. it is not the same in it's cucumbers. Not. You can taste you the can freshness. Taste the freshness. The just, it's just different. But your meal, it, it tastes different. Mm. With with those fresh ingredients, and, and fresh so veggies. I do too. And and it's so good, and it's so much better for you. Cause I'm like, how did that tomato get that big mm-hmm. at the grocery store? Right, you pumping it up. So okay. I think the more we're so aware now, you know. So we're making choices. So we if we're eating bad, we've made the choice to eat bad. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. we're we're aware of. I mean, McDonald's had that pink slime, and people still have a, they still wrapped around. Yeah. And we were notified that there <laughs> is not beef, and we said, "Give me some of that pink slime." Okay. I'm like, my son will never eat a McDonald's chicken nugget, and I'm not knocking you, McDonald's. I'm just telling you what Maddox won't have. Okay, Maddox not eating that slime now. <laughs> now, I mean, I know we've been talking a lot about cooking, entrepreneurship. Um, it makes me think about the recent story that came out from Forbes naming Kylie Jenner. She's slated to be the youngest self-made billionaire, mainly due to her cosmetic, uh, Kylie cosmetic line. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? Because, you know, there's just a lot of controversy around the Kardashians and how they make their money. A lot of people have an issue with the term self-made. And I know you are self-made, probably a millionaire over there. Oh, you know what I'm working you on? I'm about a thousand. On that. I know that million creeping up. Instead of pa- I had a million pass through. Okay, <laughs> I already know. So what do um, you think about that? You know what? Kim Kardashian should take issue with that. Kim? Kim. Her sister. Her sister. That started it all. That started it all on mm. her back. Mm. You know, regardless of what. I was wondering how Kim felt. She should feel some type of way. I, You know what? Oprah Winfrey is self-made, is a true self-made yes. billionaire. You had no assistance from anybody. Kylie, was you born? You were born into a family that was had wealth. Mm-hmm. Now, you may not have had what you have. Now, they didn't have that. But you, didn't, you had a starting point. Mm-hmm. Somebody helped you. So that is what self-made means. Mm-hmm. You're not. You were rich. You. They started the Kardashians when she was ten years old. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know a life that doesn't exist in Calabasas. We've seen that baby transform. Exactly. Her whole body. Your whole. You know. And 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 your plastic surgeon should also get a little <laughs> nod because that wasn't even on your lips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, but you know, she just took her fillers out. So now the girl's not gonna they need look the that. Same to me though. To me, well, she don't look much different. Oh, she looks different. You think so? Them lips got smaller. No, she just drawing them. You know, she just got to draw. She drawing oh, them things on okay. that. But okay. you know, I you know, I take I don't take any issue with people being successful and making the money. But take off the self made. But you know what? You want to be able to give somebody that looks like you credit. Right, but but my thing is, I can't even blame Kylie. It's Forbes that's giving it's, her this accolade. Right, because that group 
you know, and I and I'm not going to come down on the millennials because they are the future and they, they're you know, to the they're catering catering to the millennials. They want yes, you I get it. that is that's what it's it's all about. It's catering to that social media group mm-hmm. because you want to stay relevant. Everybody wants to stay relevant, even Forbes. Mm-hmm. So if and you are, we will be talking and, about yes. Yeah, so what you're going to do is I'm going to read the article. <laughs> Let me get your magazine because my you know, their idol mm-hmm. is Kylie. So you can't knock Kylie for saying it because she didn't say it. Mm-hmm. They said it, you know, but I think that the self-made should come down. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, but that's how they make Amazing, money. Though. It's worth it is. Uh, it is incredible because I'm so like, you, you have surpassed everybody else because I'm like. Kim Kardashian West has 350 mil, but she has a, a cosmetic line. Yeah, she did it after Kylie did. Oh well, yeah, but the, and but you know what? I'm I don't watch the Kardashians like that. I watch their show for the so I can see their house. Mm-hmm. I like to see things. I love. I'm like, oh my, de- that de- I'm looking at decorating, and, and they're big on um, decor. Decor, yeah. They really are. So I watch it for that. But I'm interested in to seeing because it's supposed to be a little rocky season because all of them are kind of stepping out, especially the two young girls. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't need the Kardashian mm-hmm. name at all. Everybody having kids. Everybody's having kids. Everybody's having some issues. Mm-hmm. Those type of things. So I'm I'm interested into seeing how the dynamics of that relationship you, you know is Mama gonna Chris be. Gonna have it going. You know, you she know she got you know she baby. got five million of that already. She's <laughs> you like already yeah, know. You know, and whoever's the hottest. Kim about to get knocked out of the box. You think so? Yeah. Do you think Kim cares? Nah. Yeah, I think she cares. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I think, but I think Kim has gotten tougher. Mm-hmm. You know, she used to be a, a wimp. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a change, but she's tougher. Well. But you hang around with uh, Kanye, you get a little tougher. You're gonna have Ooh, to have some thick skin. Right, You're right. gonna have to have some thick skin, and she's gotten a little tougher. But I think that the two younger girls are gonna knock her and out. Being a mother makes you tougher. Too. Yeah, being a mother makes you tougher. Uh, it makes you more understanding mm-hmm. about a lot of things. It changes your perspective mm-hmm. uh, about a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think that, and and because of that, I think Kim will bow out gracefully. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, I, I, if she didn't have any kids, I think she would be competing with Kylie. Wow. But I don't, I think she's on something else now. She got three kids. That's yeah. her focus. And, you know, you get some act right about you when you got three kids. Wow. I don't care how many uh, nannies you have. Okay. They and, know that the nanny ain't their mama. And I'm still tripping that they had the surrogate. Okay, but that was their choice. But the baby looked just like North. I'm like, this is yep. real deal technology. I, I would have been scared to being her. I wouldn't be scared if I was regular old Reagan having a surrogate. But Kim Kardashian, that lady could have ran off. Mm-hmm. With Kim K. With Kim K's baby. Egg. And yeah, that's the baby. It, the baby. You could could have so you know that fear. Mm-hmm. I would have been scared mm-hmm. because you got a famous baby, famous before it even gets here, mm-hmm. in your belly, and people will easily capitalize off of that. Now you know Kim and them had that. that shit you know on. what? God probably probably had that gun locked up in the room. <laughs> like you ain't leaving that. Be like handmaid's tale. <laughs> look, she probably had her whole quarter on the fifth floor. I'm sure she did because you know they blacked her out. They we don't even know what she looks like. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. Had she a, got paid like a month. Yeah, she was like, yeah, she. I'm sure. Check. I'm sure for to get some act right about her. They was like, we writing the chicks. But, you know, self-made, knock it off.
Knock it off. Knock it Forbes. off. Yeah, bless their heart. Okay. That's that Southern shut the F up. Ooh, <laughs> oh, my God. Right, we've been running our mouth. Last topic, last topic. All right. Last topic. I'm trying to get into, into the uh, pollution area. You know, we got a lot of plastic floating around in the oceans and stuff and global warming going on. And, you know, we talk about clean eating. Let's talk about recycling. Um, this has been a big news story lately about cutting plastic pollution and i know as a chef you probably have your plastic tools and things of that nature or just you know come into conversations with you know different people in the food industry about this what are your thoughts on cutting plastic pollution well i use very little plastic mm. and my hu- and, and it's because of my husband mm-hmm. he is a nut job <laughs> when it comes to recycling uh-huh. I'm like, he's irritated. I mean, he is anal about our house. So I've kind of, that has kind of transitioned into my work because I'm so used to doing it at home and what we're not buying and buying, buying stainless steel bottles rather than bottled water, using filters just because he's crazy. That's awesome, though. He is, I, you know, You're and I, appre- the earth. I, I, you know what? I appreciate I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> At first, I was like, okay, now you're doing, you doing way too, too much. much. And he was like irritated about it. Mm-hmm. Who did this? Who didn't put that? I was just like, oh my God. So, so it's so funny that when we have parties at our house, mm-hmm. people are now, because before people would, you know, try and help you clean up and they would throw certain things in the garbage or would, you know, would not put, would, you, you know, you're not supposed to have the top on the plastic bottle when you recycle it. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. But don't have, I know, it's, I have no idea. But I learned mm-hmm. this from him. Okay. And so people were like, oh, before I, he, I would like get in trouble like a kid. Who I was like, I did not take that garbage out. I did not put, I did not <laughs> mix your stuff out. Because I would tell Mario, so you want me to wash all the plastic containers before I put them in the recycling? I'm like, I'm just, just going in the regular garbage <laughs> if I got to wash it. So now when people come over, they're like, okay, now where am I supposed to put this stuff? Oh, they already know. They already know Mario that he, right. he he has them right. <laughs> <laughs> so so I don't use, and, and you know, it's I use, I don't use anything that we throw away that's plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, 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 oh my God, breaking these boxes down. It's 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 incredible. Oh yeah, you tearing that box up? Are you doing it or Mario? We're team? all do- oh, he, no. You house. know what? He everybody in the house now. He'll go and 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 break the boxes down, but he's he's mumbling, cursing under his breath, mm-hmm. and so to avoid that, yeah, I, just I we just go ahead because I do not want to hear it. And so now in my kitchen, in my office. We don't have any of that. I have a stainless steel bottle that I carry around mm-hmm. to drink my water out of, but nope. That's we do awesome. not. We are a recycling family. He's been doing this sh- maybe seven years. What encouraged him to do it? You know what? I do not know. He mm-hmm. may have watched a Netflix, some kind of probably special. Probably so. He probably has Netflix because he, if he pro- I don't know. It's just like one day. We, he came in with a recycling, a tall recycling bin in the house. You know, you already have the recycling bins outside, but he came in with with the symbol recycling in our house. And I was just like, uh, this, big old, know up. this big old country <laughs> bin. <laughs> this, know what's up. He really does. And I was just like, you know what? If you're this passionate about it, then we'll be passionate about it with you. Um, but it can be nerve wracking because mm-hmm. he's so, you know, I'm like, 
where do you think these recycling, these jars are going through? He was like, you can't put this in here. And I'm like, I'm not washing out every mayonnaise jar before I put it in there. I'm like, I'm just going to throw it in the garbage because that's washing dishes. Mm-hmm. It's going in the trash, even the if it's there. We got to wash it out. We got for real. We are for real. So he is he is really serious about recycling. So I'm like, if he's that passionate about it, I I will be equally as passionate about shredding up paper and putting it. Don't put the tops on. I'm like, whatever. Save the earth. Right Save now. the earths, because my husband wants to. Please. Yes. Now, uh, what's going on with the next book? You know what? I'm mm-hmm. trying to think about the topic because the single girl is no longer single. Okay. But it will always be Cosmopolitan Cook. She'll just be doing something else. Um, I don't know. I'm just writing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cosmopolitan Cook was mainly me wanting to talk to women, uh, having a manifesto about, you know, kind of taking a little pledge of what you were going to do in your kitchen. So we've graduated from that now what is the next thing i'm not sure is it going to be based off of traveling and learning myself you know learning some things that i've you know learned from other chefs when i went to france i took some cooking lessons there i learned patience um i've learned five ingredients is enough Mm -hmm. uh to just five Mm. you need anything more than five Mm -mm. that's That's what a chef uh, an Mm. italian chef told me do you believe that now i do I do. You, I really, really do. Because when you start pouring a whole bunch of other things in it, you don't taste it. Mm-hmm. You taste a whole bunch of something. My husband was like, I want to be able to taste my chicken. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to taste my beef. And when I do my husband's steak, we got the steak, garlic, salt, pepper, and butter. And that's, and that's it. that's all it takes. That's all that it takes. And that's a little heavy-handed. That's for, my husband taught me that about the spices. And I think that you can still season your food well. I season my food very well. It's not it's just right. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you need every season in your cabinet. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I think you have some shallots. Garlic is a, is a plus. Garlic some is my it's, it's my friend, honey. <laughs> it is coming out of my pores. It is coming out of my pores. But I think that if you just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. People try to do too much. Just keep it simple and stop overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Chicken don't have to have... Uh, 25 different herbs, seven herbs, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't. And it's still going to taste great because chicken tastes good. Yeah. It, ta- it tastes wonderful. So, no, I think you can keep it simple. I think good ingredients mm-hmm. is really the key. Go ahead and buy you some good olive oil. Mm-hmm. S- don't buy none out. Don't buy no groceries out of uh, Walgreens. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite store for uh, supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Not groceries. Girl, I saw a package of shrimp. In, in Walgreens. Uh, and ground beef. Go in the freezer minute, section. I'm not killing you. Too. I'm not kidding you. Are you serious? I am serious. Go in the family dollar. Groceries. You go on Walgreens. Groceries. Walgreens. Man. Yes. Now, I yes. seen Walgreens. Dollar I promise and you they got some. They have shrimp. I have seen a package of shrimp. No, like the frozen? Yes, girl. Pink and all. And I'm like, you know what? I, I wish. wouldn't even buy my exactly. shrimp. Exactly. Shrimp. Somebody about, will. Somebody, somebody will. Because I know I ain't going to name a name, but I've seen uh. somebody buy some bacon. Out of Walgreens, and I'm just like, I didn't even know they have bacon in Wal- Walgreens. That's interesting, Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, hey, they said you know what? We try to we a grocery store. Well, I think we a grocery store. I think it's a I think it's a great idea if you have somebody that is rotating that food out of the store. Mm-hmm. 
But you're not having that's not, not their right. You you know what? Keep in mind, you know, a grocery person knows to rotate their food. That's what they they've been trying to do. What is Walgreens trying to do? Pharmacy. Yeah. They do all your needs, your medical needs, and those mm-hmm. type of things. Your snacks on your on the road. Mm-hmm. Your magazines. They're not thinking about. Excuse me, how long that milk has been on the shelf? Is mm-hmm. it outdated? You know, the person that delivers it does, mm-hmm. but the person that works in there is not. We're they have different a, protocols than Kroger. We're such a convenient society. We kind of oh, cater to everything. Yes, girl. Huh? You know, uh, McDonald's sell ice bags of ice. What you mean, McDonald's One sell dollar. bags of they ice? They do. I'm, I'm telling you. And you what know what? what? <laughs> Who going to the drive to say I want a bag? Cynthia Oglesby. Cynthia Oglesby. My mama. Give me a bag of ice. I'm, I'm like, I don't feel like going to the store. Drag. No, go to McDonald's. They sell dollar bag ice. How much what? ice coming in the dollar bag? It's a big bag. One dollar. Like Oh, yes. I mean, we we are. And, you know, that's a wonderful thing that we it's so convenient. <laughs> but, you know, it makes us lazy. Very. We so lazy. We can't even get out of the car to get a bag of ice. Go on up Very. there while <laughs> Girl, <laughs> go get you some crazy. bacon eggs. Get you some bacon and eggs and toast from Walgreens. Oh, my. You have enlightened me, Reagan. Girl, you know I what? Know. I, I, I know. know. <laughs> I know. I know. And I look at that as a chef. You are. I'm cringing. Like, Really? But there is a need. The only way that they will have bacon in the Walgreens is because somebody purchased yeah. that first package. Yeah. When that first package, oh, you're we can sell bacon. You're, you're creating a buying history. So no need to go over to Kroger to make sure that you get something that's being monitored mm-hmm. in that grocery store. That This has been on the shelf a little bit too long because you should have saw all them ice crystals that was on them shrimp. Stop. Girl, I'm talking about a big, a big it. roll oh of ground beef. Oh my God, Reagan, no! I'm like, what you go? What you? I don't want to make a hamburger that I got from. Uh. You know what? You know what? <laughs> from all of your experiences in your life, I know that next book gonna be fire. That's you know what? I do know. I want it to be fire, and it's probably gonna take me some time because where I am, if I can stop being a perfectionist in my own head and just go I just I just see how people rush a lot of things nowadays because they're trying to keep up with a trend or they're trying to stay relevant that's a lot of pressure and I think when you do that you overspend a lot of money on stuff and I think that you you miss the mark on what you're trying to put out because you're trying to beat this imaginary competition that you have and it's not the best that it can be. Imaginary competition, I like. That. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's and I understand why people it's tough for people because they're looking at other people's lives mm-hmm. and not understanding somebody created that picture. Mm-hmm. They made a perfect picture. They took one hundred pictures of them to get that one perfect mm-hmm. picture. Stop comparing your life and your tasks and the things that you want to do to those other things. And it's not easy. It's not even easy for me, mm-hmm. you know, because I, you know, I'm like. Oh, these are the things that I want to do. I have to slow myself down. I have to slow myself down and say, hey, that ain't your race. This is your race. Or people call, did you know that such as to open up a catering business? I was like, I make this S look real easy to them. That's fine. I can't feed everybody in Memphis. Right. I can't feed everybody in it's Memphis. It's enough money. It's yeah. enough. Come Don't on, call man. me. You know they got, yeah, good for them. Right. I got my client. What you supposed to do about it? Wait, you, you better stop. You, you better stop this. Big, don't don't be a caterer. No, because I want you. And when people call me and I'm if I'm booked or I'm not available that day, well, you know, who should I call? This is this is a person that I will call. Call this person to call this person. Let them know that I told, you know, to take care of the take care of you for me and this, that and other. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. 
You know, I cannot feed everybody in Memphis. Do not want to feed everybody in Memphis. Right. It's impossible. You know, share it. Mm-hmm. Share it's enough of it for it to go around everybody. I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of energy to, to be mad about what you didn't start. That doesn't stop me from eating at all. Right. It doesn't stop me from serve from serving my clients. My clients are loyal because I'm loyal to them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good mind frame to have. Um, and it it's also important to stay in your lane. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because I think that's where the lines get crossed with people wanting to do what they see other people doing. Do what you're good at and yes. focus on that. Focus on that. And I tell people all the time, you must have been in my house. Stay in your lane. I say you'll never see Reagan crossing in anybody else's lane. Mm-hmm. If it's something that I'm working on. I'm not driving in you. I'm not going to tell you how to do your thing. I'm not. Now, if it's what I do and you asking me for advice, that's something totally different. But I'm not at an event and then I'm cooking, but I'm over here with the decorator. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I'm not coming over there with the decorator. This is my line. You, you tell it's some money. Over because there. I think it's some money over mm-hmm. there. Do Can we do some things? Absolutely. But you know what? You can't be great at everything at all time. Mm-hmm. Something is going to lack. Some my client. I got a client of mine. Because she was working with the person who was great at cooking and great at decorating. But the lady was doing both of them at the same time. Mm. And one was lacking. Right. It's always going to happen, even if that's not your intention. And that lady was like, I can't work with her no more. Not because she wasn't good at what she was doing, but it was either the food wasn't quite together, but the decorations was fine, or the or the, the food was fine and your decorations was off. Mm-hmm. Now, how about, and that's a lot of work performing an event. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? No, we're not. If we're going to do flowers and my company can't do flowers, it's got to be a small event, but a big wedding? No, we're not doing it. What we're going to do is we're going to pay extra attention. Like I can do desserts. I'm going to focus on the savory part of you order somebody order cake from somebody. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the number. But for cake is a whole job in itself. You know, that's the to me at a wedding. That's the focal point. The, the biggest and mm-hmm. imp- most important okay. thing is that wedding cake. I'm not going to do your food and your wedding cake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay with the food. Make sure because you're talking about 150 to 200 people and up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be worried about the cake because mm-hmm. cake. I got to worry about the temperature that of outside the transportation. No. Let me just get all of my stuff there and be great at this. Mm-hmm. Let other people get that. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I ain't doing all that other stuff. And and the businesses that I, that I have do not cross. Mm-hmm. They're very separate. Mm-hmm. Mon- this is Monday through Friday. This is every day. Catering is every day. Mm-hmm. The the janitorial is majority Monday through Friday. And... They they can do things without even thinking. I got to do something different. I, I'm i the face of my catering company. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need a face for the cleaning company. Mm-hmm. They just want you to come in and clean the building. Most people, you don't even see them. Yeah. So, but no, stay in your lane. Do what you're great at and, and work it and don't quit. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at other people. That's their life. That's their race. You know, stay true to yourself and stop worrying about other people. You you have a much happier life that way. Right. Now, much how can happier. people get in touch with you if they want you to cater their events? www.ladyfingerscateringcompany or Reagan at Ladyfingers Catering Company, Cosmo underscore Cook. 
Mm-hmm. Or Reagan Oglesby Phillips. Google me. I'm the only one. Google her, baby. <laughs> Google my friend. Okay. Google and me. you're on all socials. I'm on all socials. Now, I'm a troll on Twitter, which is my favorite. Trolling on Twitter. I troll on Twitter because you know what? You can get in trouble on Twitter. You're looking at the political tweets. I know I, you. I, I, I know oh, you my God. See, that, uh, see, I don't know any anything. I get all my, my gossip and stuff on uh, Facebook and Instagram, but my political stuff, my, my social media on Twitter is all political how did i know that it's all political i'm on that too right and i'll be like what did he say today and i was like what this huh i mean and you know what i i'm gonna gonna sue msnbc cnn and all them for the breaking news tag stop saying breaking news you're giving me a heart attack it's not breaking news. He no, do something they, crazy they every day. Everything and, and it's not breaking news. You, real breaking news. Give me some real breaking news like Merla has come up with the smoking gun. Stop playing. Look, give me some breaking news <laughs> like uh, <laughs> President Trump has been impeached. Yes, yeah, stop breaking, breaking news. news. I don't want breaking news that Stormy Daniels got arrested. Oh, when I saw that Good. today, I said, why is this at the top? Exactly. Because they trying to Bobby Brown. <laughs> they oh, already knew they was going to arrest him. I saw that today at work. <laughs> I was like, yes, wow. And then they set up. They, like, you know that they did. They, they said they doing a Chris Brown. On. It was like, soon as you cross that line, we got you. I'm just like, really? She touched somebody. I'm like, you know what? She a stripper. She, she a stripper. You, you know about <laughs> the champagne room. Stop playing. That was crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. And, and we need to stop blowing up all of this stuff but i promise you i watch it and i'm you know i'm i'm into sports into politics i just try to you know know what's going on around me but that politics is gonna give me a heart attack yeah but you know it, it's it's so different now and and it's sad it it's a scary time and i felt after the election i know i felt very betrayed mm-hmm. um, that was weird going to work the next it, it was very weird, and I we had to do radio the next day, oh, and that I know, night that was it, it was interesting, and and I was I felt scared. I had because you know what I you know I have a lot of friends on both sides. I have a lot of Republican friends, and I'm just like, so you all been lying, you know, you've been lying to me, you know, about what your values are and what you believe, and you know, we can have difference of opinions on how we get there, but you all were supposed to be for family values. This man stands for no family values at all how many times have we ever heard of a president have a baby mama you know you got three of them you know you cheated on each one of them with the other one you know just just that and i just was like you all have lied or you see the polls and the polls say she's up 15 points and 10 points and 20 points and then she, it was all and, good at first and then, right and then the ne- right and, and it was just shocking it was just to go from you know, Barack Obama and I took my kids to the first inauguration. And, and yes, there. we were there. Awesome. We were there to see him and walk down the street and hear the singing, just the energy. You know, you truly felt like, oh, my God, we have truly overcome. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this is the, the dream that Dr. Martin Luther King had. You know, all that. And then for all that to be, you know, of course, you can never wipe, wipe away what Barack Obama has done. But then at the same time, you know, there is by me being a political science major and I am a true American you know, li- trying to live the American dream and believe it with everything that's in me. And you have I have a lot of respect for the office of the presidency, even with George W. Bush. You know, who I, you know, I'm like, I was cool with John McCain here one not, not his vice president, because I'm like, I think that John McCain is a patriot, a mm, true patriot. Definitely. You know, you respect the office. I, we need to burn the White House down and start all over when he leave sure. out because he has disgraced it. And for you all to turn a blind eye to the behavior 
He's supposed to represent us. Mm -hmm. And I would never, I feel uncomfortable with saying, you know, when people say, well, he ain't none of my president, but he is. Mm -hmm. I'm, you're just embarrassed by who your president is, is, but he is your president. And I'm disappointed because I'm like, I know I have values. That doesn't mean I don't make mistakes, but you got to be smarter than me. Right. You got to be better than me. You can't, I can't be this ratchet and you ratchet too. Right. You, I'm like, <laughs> the president trying to get the fight. No. We can't. And that's what we're dealing with. And that is, that what, is we're what we're dealing with. with and I was telling the lady who I wasn't friends with her, uh, but we were on social. We, we had done TV together a few times. And I was just, I asked her on Twitter. And that's why I don't really do a lot of talking. I asked her on Twitter. I was like, is this the man that you want to be a representation to your son? And she said, yes. What? And I was like, you know, well, we threw talk, but she had threatened with me with the lawsuit because I was keeping her from uh, freedom of speech. And I'm just like, how am I? I'm, how How is that? You came on a public forum right. to have a conversation. I assume that you wanted to talk. And it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm, I can't sleep. I got time. <laughs> I have time today. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, you don't want the the football players to kneel in silent protest mm. that's the same thing you're trying to infringe on their rights as an american to be able to silently protest nothing nothing violent nothing offensive they're not protesting the flag is that well when did we become so much about a flag never when did we ever come you know but i do want them to stop one thing this is an america this is no yes it is mm-hmm. it is we're not immigrants you brought us over here you know, so that's that's my. All I can talk about it all day. And these kids, that's not with their parents. Oh that my. that is heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. I have a ten month old son, mm-hmm. and for somebody, Thomas, I'm happen. getting ready to take your baby and take. First of all, you ain't taking my baby to get no bath. You ain't giving my baby a bath, and I ain't present. Like, don't touch my baby. Don't touch my baby, and you br- you ain't gonna bring him back. Look how they doing the babies. I yes, mean, girl. I we mean, I, on on. I, I, it, it's, it's, it's sad. It, it, it's sad. sad. And I'm just like, what are you so afraid of? And, you know, when they used to say, we're trying to take our country back. This is what taking your country back looks like. And it is a scary thing, baby. We don't want nothing. We want the same thing you want. Mm-hmm. We want to be happy. We want to take care of our families. We want to be free to travel and eat and drink and, and enjoy life and make a living. We want the same things that you want. No one is trying to control y'all. Why are y'all so busy trying to control everybody else? Or trying to keep people out. I'm like, we're better when we're together. Yeah, We're so much better when we're together. And, and I really thought we, we had made a, t- a turning point when, uh, when Barack Obama was the president because he was such with such class. Even Republicans were like, mm-hmm. man, he is a class act. He is a great father. He's a great leader. You may not agree with his politics, but him as a person, that's what you want in office. You want to look at your president and be proud. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't, it, you know, because remember how we looked at George W. Bush during 9-11. Yeah. We were not against him. Right. We were we were like, we are all Americans when that happened. We all stood together. And that's how it should be. But, child, he all up in Europe embarrassing us. Just kicked ooh, off the breakfast girl. embarrassing us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a train wreck. You know it's going to happen. I, you know, I, I, pro- they protesting in Europe, baby. They like, yes, just fool up out our country. Yes, get him out of here. But, you know, That's it is, you know, if these, we've made it through two years. Yeah. These it's people get over, huh? it's it's almost it's a slow over. Go. It's a slow go, but you know what? If these people don't get out and vote, he can all it. You know, yeah. my daughter called me the night of the election. She was in New York. She was like, "Mama, how is it going?" I said, it "Ain't looking good." And she knew, and she was like, "But all the polls." I said, "No, ma'am. 
I said, when you talking about Ohio, when you talking about, I was like, baby, it's a wrap. She was like, mama, you, it ain't even, I said, it's over. It's over. That it's over. Body and soul. I said, I, I, said when I, I said, I knew it early on. I said, I had, you know, I had my, um, my Hillary, uh, Hillary Clinton suit on. <laughs> had, a, had a pants suit on that day, but it was just something. I just knew I was gonna be talking shit at work the next day, baby. It didn't happen. You know what? But I think I talk so much, and I was working right across that hallway. I talked so much shit the next day after Barack Obama. Yeah. Oh, I came in the chest. After Barack, like, you yes, would have, you yeah, would have, you we would have, so proud. You like, would have thought I was a peacock. I couldn't even bring my feathers in. I was, I was just so proud. And it was funny because people were walking up to me that were closeted Democrats. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you were in the closet. It's okay, but you know, it's like the first African American. Granny was like, I knew it was going mm-hmm. in. But and but my boss, who I love him, who is a Republican, and he would always say. I'm a Republican. I don't want. To, I don't want people to take my my money. Mm-hmm. You know the taxes are too much. I don't care about women and children having health care. I don't care. I don't care about them having whatever it is they need. Just leave my money alone. He was they like, I'm. That, money. that right. was his only concern. He would let me wear my Barack Obama shirt on Fridays. Oh my <laughs> and I, when I say I wore that Barack Obama shirt every single Friday, he was like, she can wear it on Fridays. And even when I went to the inauguration, they had, they brought a big huge television in and let everybody watch the. Uh, they were like, we were looking on you. I was like, child, you know you weren't going to see me on TV. They was like, we just never knew. But you know what? That's interesting you said it like about your former boss. He worried about his taxes. But as a serial entrepreneur like you, that's not a concern for you. It is. I just it ain't is. talked about it. Oh, okay. It, okay. it is. And and you know what? I would tell my my fellow entrepreneurs, get you a tax attorney. I know that that sounds bougie or it sound, you think it's something that you don't need. Important. It's important. I didn't find it. I didn't find that out until... It was almost too late. Mm. Those are the pitfalls of things that we don't know. See, our white brothers and sisters, they are aware of a lot of things that we're not. So when we jump out there, we, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to get my business. And you don't know that you got a silent partner called the Internal Revenue Service. Definitely. You have, and you need to know. You need to pay your taxes. You need to pay your employment taxes. You need to pay them. You need to pay them on time. And you know what? They ain't going to say nothing to you. They just gonna send you letters. They gonna send you letters. They gonna send you letters. They gonna send you letters, and they ain't gonna wait till you just owe them five hundred dollars. It's gonna be that big money. They gonna wait till that. They gonna wait, and when they send you that letter about how they have added all their interest to you, that's when you're gonna be shocked. So I would say find an accountant and have a tax attorney, and put them on retainer. That is called that is a payment plan. Mm-hmm. Um. And have them, and and they will handle everything for you. They'll make sure the people are getting paid properly, and they'll keep you out of trouble. Mm-hmm. It is a serious thing about paying your taxes. And I was, I used to always joke and say, "Oh, as soon as Barack Obama not the president, no mom will go Republican." <laughs> but now you have a Republican in office. Have you seen a difference with your taxes since Trump? You know what? Slowly, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do see the difference. Business does seem a little different. I, I will say that. I don't want to give him too much credit because I don't know how long it's going to last. Because anytime you start, when you start seeing your taxes go down, it's it's almost like the housing bubble. It busts. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, people always say, if you bring home money, you know, when you do your tax return, it means you ain't, you ain't made no money. That's what they say. And, and, I, and I believe that. So, I, you know, I'm a little worried about that because... 
I remember when everything collapsed. My brother was a stockbroker. He lost a job making well over $150,000. That's real. Mm -hmm. You know, you can abuse it. And it was under Republican leadership when it happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I see a slight difference. But what I try to do is keep my head down and pay my bills and pay my taxes. Yeah. That and and do what I'm supposed to do, and it hurts because it's like I got payroll to make. They don't care. Money like I got to pay that, or and then you see, oh, I made so much money, and then you see how much money you gave to the Internal Revenue Service. That stinks. Mm. It stinks, but you know what? Pay them because they will come in and shut your spot down. All the way. All the way. And it ain't no getting, it ain't no, you ain't finna find no bankruptcy to get away from them. Mm. So I would want to tell my folks, learn all that it is. You know, you can have a pretty website. You can have a beautiful business card and all that because we like a pretty package. You know, we want the package to have red red paint at the bottom because we want we like the glitz and glamour. But you got to have the notes and bolts together mm. on your business. You and that is... With your taxes, making sure you have a good computer system that's keeping up with all that, having somebody to work on your profit and loss. You know, because people going to ask you, I need you to send me your profit and loss in. I need you. Or, or, hey, you could be paying your taxes. And they come in and say, we're going to audit you. That's a scary. That's a scary feeling. But if you are, if you're doing that every month, having somebody print that off, and this is what happened this month, and you have a payroll company, not your cousin or your uh, your uh, auntie that used to work in bookkeeping mm-hmm. long time ago, you need to have a per- payroll company that you hire. And when you think about this, you think that costs a whole lot of money. It really, really doesn't. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't, but it will cost you that money in the long run. Yeah, It will. And I never thought that I would need, I would, I would never thought would have thought I would have had a tax attorney ever until you needed one. until I needed one. And when I tell you, he ain't even in Memphis. I deal with somebody in Colorado, and when I say they take care of the business, mm. when it turned to come to, when I see an internal revenue service, I open up the letter and I barely read it because I was like, they got it. If it's something bad, they'll call me. Mm-hmm. But because I have, right, they're on top of it, and I can sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I, You know, you can't when you're getting them and you're trying to talk to them, you're trying to understand it. They write those codes so you don't understand it. That's the only thing that I would say about a Republican. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give their money to anything, but it's necessary for you to pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. For these, like, you like lights, you like streets that that you ain't got potholes everywhere. It matters now. I think it's abusive because mm-hmm. when I look at how much money I make and how much money I pay out, it's it's insane. It's unfair. It really is. But hell, <laughs> favor. I mean, fast for fifth graders. It used, you talk that in elementary. They don't care nothing about that. And I don't even look at I just pay it. Just, get it just go ahead and take it. It's, you don't have it. Don't look at that. You look at how much money you're going to make and then take off 20%. Boom, boom. And then you praise dance off that <laughs> <laughs> minus, 20, minus 20%. Don't look at the oh whole thing. Praise dance off of that minus 20% and be happy about it. You uh, know what? Yeah, you are just, you know, um, knowledgeable about so many things, Reagan. I'm definitely going to be in touch with you. Please do. I have enjoyed it. It has been fun. I and I'm. it is an honor. It is an honor yeah. to be in here. You're on WREG every third Thursday. Every third Thursday at and, 9. Yes. At and 9? well, yeah, it starts at 9, live at 9. Mm-hmm. And I'm on um, KWAM, KWAM 990 every Wednesday. At what time? At 12 o'clock. 
12 o'clock. So we're on for uh, one hour every Wednesday. Well, we're on. She's on Monday through Friday, but I'm on on Wednesday. So tune in tune on in. Yes, too. We have a lot of fun. You see, she has an opinion about things. I that do. Matter. I do. And you know what? They sometimes <laughs> let me go. And it's like Reagan. Reagan has something to say, but they, you know, we we have such a great time yeah. because we have different age groups ethnicities and so i you know they, so they think you know they like we're that. learning something from the urban dictionary so it's really cute oh my god Child, when I'm we talk about when we had the whole side piece conversation what is a side piece girl in the kitchen said, the, talking about the side <laughs> she was like okay now what's the difference from a jump off and a side piece oh my a girl yeah <laughs> I gotta check it out. so you know we talk about you know a lot of things a lot of things so she swore off kim kardashian she was like we will not we would not mention her we will not even mention her we did not talk about kylie yesterday at all mm. so she has, she's on a kim kardashian strike she'll be back yeah like she'll be back <laughs> but thank yes. you so much reagan oglesby phillips for joining me for episode 27 of verbally effective thank you so much reagan thank you for having me it was a complete honor yes